Hello and welcome to the 1981 Digital Podcast. Today's episode, we have my good friend, Fred Sauerman, uh, who is the production manager at First Christian Church in Decatur, Illinois. Uh, if you don't know Fred, Fred is a wildly talented producer, multi-instrumentalist, uh, audio engineer, and so, so many more things. Um, and he has a pretty cool story to tell uh, about working in church media. So uh, without further ado, here's today's episode with Fred Sauerman. Hello and welcome to the 1981 Digital Podcast. Today we have with us Fred Sauerman. Yo. How are you, Fred? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. <laughs> good. I think this is falling. Perfect. Doing great already. Yep. Solid. So I was thinking on my drive here about when I first made your acquaintance and I realized it was at an up all night. It's like a lock-in probably circa 2013, I'm going to guess. So nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw you on stage, like, ripping an acoustic guitar to some probably Mumford & Sons, Ren Collective adjacent yep. tune. I do remember that. And so that was, like, my, my entrance Type into you. And right I was there. like, man, this dude is the coolest dude I will ever get to know. Uh, well, I he's tearing it up. <laughs> so <laughs> 10 years later, I'm pretty sure that anyone who knows you would also echo that sentiment that you are, in fact, the coolest person any of us know. I try. At least the beardliest person any of us know. Probably. I watched a video on my way uh, here about, uh, I, I looked up First Christian Church, because there was another video I was trying to find mm -hmm. from, like, an even longer time ago, <laughs> and I found both of them. I'm oh going to make sure I leave the footage in here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but they addressed you as Beard King or King Beard, how does that make you feel, Fred? I feel like I have a lot to live up to still. <laughs> I don't know if this beard is uh, worthy of its royalty. <laughs> of its kingship? Yeah. I love it. Um, well, I want to start a little rapid fire here. Okay. So you've got friends in town visiting. Where are you guys going to eat, to drink, and to hang out? <laughs> We're going to Cancun. Mexican. Okay. <laughs> we are hopping on a plane <laughs> and going to Cancun. Okay. I love it. There's people that would give me a hard time about that one, but I don't care. Cancun is like my cheers. I love they it. They know my name. That's I don't know if they know my name, but I like to think they do. I love that. Yeah. It's good. Where are we going to get something to drink? Um, well, can it be an adult beverage? Of course it can. Okay. Then I'm going At to At the discretion of your employer. If that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. Okay, I would, I would go, I would go to door four. I yeah. think so. There, the head brewer there, I've gotten to know a little bit, and solid guy knows what he's talking about. They're pumping out some good beer. I love it. So yeah, I'm into it. What was the third one? I hang out. Already. Where are you going to hang oh, out? Oh, where are we going to hang out? Could I'd, be your, could be a bonfire at your backyard. I mean, I want to, I want to hang out. I want to hang out in my living room okay. and spin up some records. I love it. Yep. What's your first record you're putting on mm. at the moment? Oh, yep. So Dave Brubeck Quartet. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Definitely definitely got to start with a little jazz. I love that. And work your way into it. it I, I bought that record, actually. Well, I brought I bought one of the Dave Brubeck Quartet is it the one that has year. Take Five on it? Uh, no, but it was like a, it was the Record Store Day exclusive, twenty twenty two. Yep. Yeah. So good taste. Mm -hmm. I I do like that simple, 
quartet trio jazz i don't know there's something about kind it kind of sit back a little yeah. bit yeah simple i love that um well you have been at first christian church here in decatur illinois for how long now i so i started full-time in 2011 uh before that i was doing some part-time work for them i had friends who came here and um the short version is uh there was a couple weekends needed a bass player drummer to fill in and so that was my connection to the church so i filled in a couple times um <coughs> the church found out i was into production and technology and so uh they brought me on in a part-time capacity and then uh full-time in 2011 so huge and you got your degree in audio engineering from Milliken, is that right yeah, so I don't even know if I call it an audio engineering sure. degree. Um, it was so at the time they Milliken didn't necessarily have like just a straight up like here's an engineering track. Sure. Uh, so I kind of had to do it on my own, not on my own, but like build it, sure. build it out that way, um, which was fun. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. At the time, like digital recording was not. Like they didn't have a lot of that in the in the studio. A lot of it was largely analog, so um, that was kind of interesting to learn some of that. But I think it's I think it's been a good good thing. So you you I mean you obviously you landed in production, yeah. But you had a background in like multi instrumentalists, yeah. Mm -hmm. How yeah. did you land in production? Because you are a I mean, I was just telling uh, our dear friend Thomas Hagen that any amount of musicianship I have comes from uh, you were among a list of four people. Um, I think that you have taught, <laughs> <laughs> you've taught a lot of musicians uh, how to really like think critically about the music that they're playing and engaging in, um, especially on the stage setting. Um, but yeah, you're a wildly talented uh, musician in that regard. How did you land, what, what took you to production versus like spending the rest of your life kind of in, in playing music, more or less? Uh, I think it was, I wanted to figure out how to, well, it started with I wanted to figure out how to record it myself um i'd gotten that itch probably like <clears throat> probably like oh six oh seven like and this was like pre digital workstations were okay. like widely available um there wasn't a lot of options with that so that's how i got into like at least the engineering side of it and then <clears throat> the more the more i worked on it i did i worked at uh um rich richland I don't know why. <laughs> I think I said Richland because we did a project out of Richland and that just popped in oh my man. head. <coughs> no, it was um, a long time. Oh, <laughs> it was a while ago. It was, it was a while ago. Uh, no, I worked at Kirkland um, as in part of the backstage crew and then also um, as part of like the, the ushering crew. And so like watching shows and like working with like the tours that come came through there, it was really, that was really interesting to me. Um, I was heavily involved, like I was heavily involved in the church and um, music and all that stuff. So I think that was my in. And then the deeper I got into it, it was just, you know, the more I enjoyed sure. doing it. There's a lot of crossover, I think, nowadays yeah, yeah, yeah. with musicianship and uh, the production world. So would you venture to like, was some of that like intrigue about recording music? Was that kind of selfish isn't the right word, but was that kind of uh, to record your own music or was that was that just like at, at a whole you were just intrigued by the, the process of recording music? 
No, I I mean I wanted to learn how to record stuff that I was writing or like helping to write. Sure, sure. Um, it like it was just the pro the whole process of it was fascinating to me, um, and I wanted to. Like I figured, I'd never like wind up in a studio. So sure. at least if I could do it in a house with some microphones or whatever, um, and create a decent product out of it, yeah, I thought that would be worth it. So very cool. Yeah, man, man. So eleven years ago, or no, two thousand eleven. Twelve. Twelve right. years ago. Yeah. Twelve years ago in two thousand eleven. Yeah. You started here at First Christian full time. Yep. Uh, I know your title has changed over the over the course of the years that you've mm -hmm. been here. But when, when you first got here, you were kind of working with a production team at yeah. that time. But now the production here is, is, a, is a department. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I th when, so when I came on, <clears throat> I was the only uh, production person, really. On title, title wise? Yeah, yeah okay. title. And so we had, I mean, like we had volunteers sure, that sure. we worked with. So those were, those were part of my team. But, um, over the years, I think, uh, and this is probably testament to, um, the lead pastor, uh, previously pastor Wayne Kent. Um, he was very much into the intersection of technology within the church. And so, um, we, we put a lot of energy into that, trying sure. to see not how we could like make the technology better be the thing at the forefront sure. but like what's the best way to integrate with it and support like what's happening yeah um i mean using it as a tool more yeah, or less. yeah yeah i mean it's all it's all tools uh so so that was probably a big <clears throat> that was a big push here and so over time um we've gone from myself then there was a couple of us um maybe one of us in another part-time to now we've got three full-time and one, uh, one that's part-time. And so, um, yeah, so we have like a, <clears throat> just in the production side alone, there's four of us that work here on a weekly basis, so. And the entire like Sunday morning production too has scaled up, yeah. I mean, exponentially, would you? Yeah, we're, I think right now we're, we can range anywhere between like 11 and 14 like volunteer wow. teams, people in the volunteer production team. Sure. And that's just to like, maintain what's happening in both rooms yeah because um, i mean this is for those that don't know yeah yeah rooms. one of two rooms here which is <laughs> right. its own challenge and and i mean effectively when there are two rooms you have to double the amount of yeah effectively you yeah. have double the need um but even beyond just like the you've doubled the rooms what mm -hmm. what uh let's go nerdy here for a quick okay. second what was like what did you start out using high level audio wise where are you guys at now today in terms of just the West Auditorium, I guess? Yeah. So before when I started, we didn't even have cameras in the room. Oh, so man. it was I mean, it, you're just talking about uh, PA console and some personal mixers on stage. And that was that was like, you know, essentially the extent of the audio system in ears at that point or or yes. wedges. OK, we did have in ears and we also used wedges for a few things periodically. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that was like the start of it and then from there i mean uh, just even in that first probably four years we branched into um doing lighting differently doing uh adding cameras to the room for video we started streaming um and that's i mean that's really how the 
team had to grow just out of those things kind of blossoming out of that period sure. of time. So, I mean, in uh, 12 years, yeah, I mean, 400% growth, four, I mean, 450% you have a part-timer. That's, that's, an, that's an enormous yeah. change. Uh, what would you, if you were to guess here, population-wise uh, for weekends, how much, how much uh, has that grown in those 12 years? Um, I think I, so I think when I started, I, and I'm, I don't, I try not to pay attention to like sure. the numbers super, I, everybody says that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about the numbers. <laughs> don't matter. Um, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I think at the time the church was probably around 500, 600. Wow. And that's part of the reason I think why I was hired because we were seeing this, this growth pattern mm-hmm. and technology was becoming a larger part of that sure um and so we we recognize that and we tried to staff for it um but since then i mean we've gone um i want to say we're probably like in the maybe 11 1200 range right now that's that's just people walking in in the door yeah um and that doesn't necessarily include people like it's an open campus during the week so people are in and out of the building all week. Um, but that also doesn't include like our online, you know, like everything shifted two, three years ago. Yep. And so we had to figure out quickly how to effectively be online. Um, and so you add that number to it and yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Right I mean, now. you guys managed that transition beautifully. It helped that the infrastructure was, was there yeah. to, to kind of ramp ramp that up quickly oh, when, yeah. when yeah. there weren't any options mm-hmm. uh but i mean yeah we i remember uh well the, the, yeah in 2015 so 2015 was probably the first time that we we added cameras to the space and that was to um we in our second room we we were capturing the video in here sending it across campus to the second room and they were getting the teaching live and so we had to learn how to do video a sure. little bit oh yeah yeah but it was all in-house we weren't really streaming anything yet so we kind we did learn how to do some of that at that point. So then when we had to make the transition to streaming and what is what does it look like to be in broadcast mode, that sure. was an easier easier move. The the transition obviously has been has been beautiful and you guys have have handled it very well. Yeah. I, and your your staff is incredible. Mm-hmm. I want to yep. shout them out really quick. Oh yeah. Uh, Logan, he's they're out there right now. The yeah, they're us. all sitting in front of us right now. <laughs> Logan helps With get everything. Matthew, Matthew. Yeah. Right what the heck? Darn it. <laughs> He will be here. Well, where is he now? Darn it. Darn it. No, I'm just kidding. We'll still shout him out, of course. Yeah. Matthew Dement. Matthew Dement, Logan Ray, it. Drew Boehner. Uh, it was pouring rain when I got here, and Drew just happened to be, like, walking in, and he was like, can I help you get everything out of your That's how we roll. out of your car? And I was like, I make them do you, all that. you angel of a human being. You know being. how I wasn't here, but they were here? They did it all? That's delegation. That's that good managerial. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. That's why my desk is three times the size of theirs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but shout out to Logan too. He helped me set up this yep. room for, yep. for this. It so. looks good. Yeah. He, they did great. What does that do? I don't know. They did it. Beats me. Does. Along for the ride at this point. <laughs> Clearly, we, we are at a church. You yep. work at a church. Uh, how do you connect what you guys are doing, your whole production staff, on a, on a Sunday morning, even week to week? Like, there's a lot that goes into the week uh, that people don't like necessarily realize is a part of what makes Sunday morning happen. Sure. How do you connect that to the ministry of First Christian Church? Yeah, how do you connect that? 
even and let me take that a step further. Yeah. Even personally, how do how does that affect you, and how do you connect that to to the to the greater ministry? So I think what we do is so one we're we're a support for like what's happening on the platform or the sanctuary, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, like we're the the support for that. Like you can't hear what's being said without a microphone. True. You can't see what they're saying saying can't see them without a light um and then now with video like you can't watch someone on the on the web without without that camera and the infrastructure to facilitate facilitate all that so at the yeah. base level i feel like our team is here to support what <coughs> what's happening on the weekend now as an aside from that i also think that what we do can be extremely creative sure um like the thought that goes into the way a piano sounds or keyboard sounds or guitars, like all of that is part of the equation. Um, and so, so we try to be as creative with that as possible, but still not just be the flash and trash and, Oh, look at this cool knob that I can sure. make. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's really, that's the goal. And then I also think that um, we, we i think that we are called to help other churches and things like that in this community um we have several friends at other churches in town that we have really great relationship with we get, we get lunch with them we talk shop um we bounce ideas off like i think that's what we're also here to absolutely here to do is to like support each of us like it's like it's all we're all like on the same team oh you know? absolutely you've heard that you probably heard that analogy before but we're all like moving the same direction, so Absolutely. why why wouldn't we bounce well, stuff off each other? And it's nice in an, in an industry like this that's like so. I mean, obviously you can you can Google to to your heart's desire, right? Yeah. So you maybe find the thing you're after. But how much better is it to reach for the phone and call, you know, someone who has who has a team. Who has experience and, and it's experience. yeah absolutely it's like multiple multiple disciplinary as well at, yeah. at that like you guys are doing a lot of things that even smaller churches in the area are hoping to do oh sure or or have what's well, all scale too. absolutely yeah like like they're doing the same things it's just maybe it's on a different scale sure so the baseline principles we can help think through and say hey you might want to look out for this sure. or i mean there's been situations where they're doing something that I wasn't aware of. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna borrow that idea because I think that might work better in this situation. So, sure. yeah, it's it's a back and forth that I think like we're called to do that. So, and I will even take this a step further. I mean, I uh, we have worked with churches uh, in 1981, and uh, like we were in kind of a a, a need, and I. I was like, ah, who who might have an answer to this question? Like, who can I put uh, like a calendar event on uh, on for to schedule a time to talk about a, a potential like cloud storage solution or, yeah. or 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 data management solution? And I was like, oh yeah, I should call Fred. <laughs> and so yeah, you were. I mean, you were there, and we 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 chatted, and and yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, it was nice to reach for someone who had much more like direct industry experience at, at that as well, who uh, had had an answer for that that was applicable to it like directly to a church oh, uh, sure. so yeah. super super cool yeah love it um how how do you stay sharp uh and drive innovation i know that you guys are regularly going to to events um relating to church production mm -hmm. um but beyond that i mean or even even in that like what what do you think uh 
drives innovation as well as uh, gives you inspiration uh, sure. for the next the next thing. You flip over an auditorium three times a year probably for for set changes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, at, at least or mm-hmm. yeah, somewhere in that range. So, where does that come from? Well, so we go to conferences. You see things. Um, it's it it's nice to be able to take those things back and see if there's like a way to apply it to your individual situation. Um, I think it's also good to, I like to pay attention to what's going on in the industry outside of churches. Sure. Um, because I think, I think there's some things, there's absolutely some things to learn from, from those folks and those individuals. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive necessarily. No, production no. is like at times still production, right? Oh, like, yeah. 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 Well, even like like two or three years ago, like when tours and stuff shut down, th- all those guys were out of work, but churches weren't. So they like churches were the ones hiring like the road guys to do to do events and stuff because they're they're available. Sure. Um, and so I think that I think that was cool. I think that was an interesting um, artifact that that came from that. But um, yeah, I mean, I it's paying attention to the industry, like what's happening. Um, keeping up with different certifications, um, things like specifically, so things like Dante, they've got some certifications that, that we go through, um, because a lot of things are now like talking over network. Sure. So you got to know how the networks are functioning, uh, to be efficient in that. Um, and a lot of that information is not hard to get a hold of. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing sure, it. Sure. Um, yeah, so things like that, we, we try to stay sharp with each other. Like, like Drew might find something online and be like, Hey, Hey, have you heard of this? And we'll um, pull it up. Like how great of a doll pro tools is. (laughs) He's like triggered by that. (laughs) Um, it's logic man (laughs) over here. Pro tools, baby. Uh, Drew Drew gives his eyes. (laughs) Uh, studio one forever. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, that's what he's thinking right <laughs> now. Um, but no, I, the industry is moving, moves f- fast. So I think if you just rely on the things that you know and don't actively pursue the things that you don't, sure. um, you're going to get in a bad place oh, pretty yeah. quickly. Um, so I think like life is just generally about growth, right? Sure. Like, yeah. and the moment that we're like, now, the stuff I know today is good enough. Yeah, it's like, yeah. man, we lose our value to our institutions because sure. we're not we're not welcoming uh, like new ideas or or mm. or again, it's, it's like it kills innovation. You you, yeah. you're, you just get stagnant so fast. And honestly, in production, especially like the the world of technology, you know, they used to say every two years the power of a heart uh, of of a processor doubles. Mm. But like, there's no way that that's even like fractionally true anymore. It's so much faster than yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so you, you really, really, really have to stay up, up in the times, mm-hmm. um, at least with know how, uh, I think, it, I think too, is like understanding the tools that you have at your disposal now, even if it's not like the next gen or whatever, totally, totally. There's things that you're, I'll use console audio console sure, as an sure. example, but there's things that it can probably do that you're just not aware of because you haven't, done the deep dive into the workflow sure so you just have to keep going after that sort of stuff absolutely you 
one of the things that kind of comes along with this, one thing I've always super, super respected about you um, is my beard. It is that uh, <laughs> I'm not not doing it, doing, you know, that's not happening for me anytime oh, okay. soon. But um, your your um, your frugalness for the church, I have always so appreciated. Um, and I think I don't this is not to sound offensive to any other churches that but it's largely accepted that like the production is like maybe the biggest line item or, or oh, part yeah. of the part of the you know church yeah um but i've always loved that you have been very mindful of that line and like you guys are running an fs7 right for a super long time yeah. when there were mm-hmm. other options like mm-hmm. out there for mm-hmm. for a, a broadcast camera i mean and so where do you where do you think some of that comes from and and What's your approach to really making the most out of some of those things that are, they are their own limit, but, sure. but you're making the most of it. What's that like? Yeah, I, I don't, so I'm not scared of eBay. I mean, like there's been plenty of times where, you know, like we have, we've purchased gear off eBay and knowing that, well, maybe there's something that might be a little quirky about it, but sure. we could fix it. Yeah. So I think that's important too, like to know the gear you're dealing with well enough that like buying used or secondhand isn't a problem so long as you know that you might have to open it up at some point. Sure. Um, I also think it, it depends on uh, use case too, like uh, computers. Um, so I'm in charge of like IT in the building as well. Um, a lot of the computers that we get, we're uh, buying refurbished yeah. or things like that. But that's just because, like, <clears throat> you can g- you can still get f- full functionality out of the machine, even though it's like you're not ripping the plastic off of it. Sure. Um, and I don't I don't think I don't have any problems with doing those sorts of things. Um, you do have to look at like what is going to get what's going to get the most mileage and can I afford to fix this sure. later on yeah. when it does inevitably break down or should I go ahead and um, purchase it brand new knowing I'm going to get X amount of time out of it. So it's, it's like just trying to balance those things. Like there's, there's gear that we'll often buy secondhand because we know um, we know we can either repair it sure. or, um, rotate it into another location um those are just the kind of things that that i think about as we're looking at gear purchases that's huge i i I just like genuinely love that like as a person who knows or or has got to be at least adjacent to like friends who pretty much if they ask they they get i I, in 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 their version of their tech world right Yeah, yeah, yeah um but you've just been uh just a strong, uh, strong believer in, and and kind of being a good steward of what your oh, sure. what your department needs, and uh, that's huge. I, I mean, I think that that's a super respectable thing about about Thanks. you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this like everything you guys do is is incredible. So you're saying I'm awesome? I mean, that was that was like a given. You're you're <laughs> guest number three right now, Fred. So come on. Sick. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I think you've always been a good steward of that, and I've gotten Thanks. to kind of see that evolve over ten years. And I mean. Goodness! Before the East Auditorium existed, there was a lot of Sundays we were running a 
an old like Fender uh, Fender PA with two acoustic guitars and, a, yeah, and an SM58 run fun. into it. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Another big uh, musical learning moment as, oh, a, yeah. as a young man. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's happening in the production industry right now that you're like super excited about? Like what gets your, you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is so sick. What, what does that look like for you? Um, I, I mean, I think video's really kind of taken off in the last couple of years. I mean, shoot, you guys will be running 8K next year, so. Obviously. I mean. <laughs> more Ks, more saves, you know? That's what they say. Uh, I have never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that either. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's going to be the, the <laughs> clip it. Clip oh it. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> Man, you can... You can see the po- the oh, follicles wow. on Fred's beard with okay. this 12k <laughs> image yeah. readout. Yeah, that's that is the goal. <laughs> Baptized. <laughs> no, I mean I think, I mean the the cost of of video related equipment has come down because the the depth of what's out there is is a bit wider than it's, it used to be. It's like dumb too, like how yeah. how affordable it's gotten, like rapidly i mean it's 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 really inspiring i think for us even when we're meeting with clients to talk about like your the i mean your iphone's a a great camera it's it does it does well but if you're like trying to take that next step you can buy a really great video camera really great video equipment for you know a thousand dollars and that has a lot of leg a a lot of legs Mm -hmm. but even five hundred dollars is a lot of legs so yeah there's a lot of affordable options with totally totally and and different things to accomplish different goals like whether it's like you're only streaming or you're only doing live broadcast, you know, just different, different tools for different use cases. I think the other interesting thing is, um, like there's a lot of talk about AI in the, in culture right now. And particularly as, as it, as it, um, reflects or as it connects to like the church world. Um, I was just at a conference where they had a breakout where they were talking about AI and AI workflows and, um, that's kind of interesting to me, like how we could take that tool and utilize it in a production yeah. environment, whether that's like generating input lists or I, I don't even know. Um, but that, that was just an interesting, like, what are the, what are the use cases for that? Um, I mean, audio is always like, <coughs> it's incredibly advanced. The, the size of the console that, is available now for that same input count it would have been a massive analog desk so i think the functionality of of audio is is there uh pa i mean the way pa sound is night and day difference than what it was i mean granted we're still we still got eaw boxes in the air from 2006 which have been incredibly grateful that they have lasted this long (laughs) because they get a lot of use but um, even now, like the boxes are more efficient, the power is more efficient. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's really important, especially like in an organization like a church, you're, I mean, every dollar that you have to take towards something out, something gear related, maybe isn't a dollar that would go towards, um, a specific other ministry. Um, and there's, I mean, there's balances that I'm not Absolutely. saying that yeah, we're yeah, yeah, taking... Yeah from that and doing this other thing, but 
the the Kenny trip this year is a little bit less yeah. exciting because <laughs> I had to get a new audio console. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that I'm so th- the it, that's one of the things that I think about. It's like, yeah. do do I need to spend this money for this thing? Because that could mean that there's something that we don't get to do um, that would affect an individual or a person. Um, I love that. And so, so much I think about that's yeah. yeah. It's you know how are we affecting the people? Um, that's the most important part of that. That's that, I mean, that's incredible. Really cool to hear too. Um, what what in the ministry of First Christian Church, like here, the this specific First Christian Church, are you really are you are you excited to see? Uh, or yeah, that's also getting you just getting you excited. Uh, so I I think it's been interesting watching um, how how churches are affecting the city. Um, I think when I started, like I didn't know a lot of people at different churches. I w- it was, I just didn't cause I hadn't been working in church in a while. Sure. Um, so I think watching what other churches are doing and how we're kind of working together in this community, I think is a big deal. Um, and I'm very much interested in like, what are the things that we can do together versus isolating ourselves inside of each of our churches. So that's really cool. Um, I think too, there's a hunger among, um, young adults, like probably people like mid to late twenties through, uh, thirties or even like, what is it? Forties, the new 30. I don't know. I lost track of all that. (laughs) Um, no, I think there's like a, 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 a real like hunger for, that demographic to um, be effective in the ministry of churches, not just here, but like in the city. Um, so I think those sorts of things are really exciting to me because that's a, cool. you know, like that's another generation behind me. Absolutely. So um, I think it's important that we support that and move that into the next group or generation. Absolutely. And you guys have been making huge uh, huge steps forward th- in that over the last four or five years with mm-hmm. Young Decatur really fleshing out too, which has been a huge, I mean, I, I, it's it's beautiful to see the expansion. I mean, it yeah. was, uh, I was part of a campus ministry at Millican and that pretty much faded into like just to the side because Young Decatur kind of took over that, the need for that space yeah. and facilitated a, an actual physical space to have and, and, sure. and kind of, uh, create that opportunity, which is so cool to see. Just, I mean, that's the the twenty somethings. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's so neat. I think it's. I think yeah, having the the college age things too cool. But I also think, like what like the those people that are like just out of college. Like, there's that weird like. Oh, for sure. I'm, I don't know if weird is the right word, but like I was I was in that space where you get done with school and then you're like. Okay, what what am I doing now? Where where am I? Yeah, because I'm not part of the forty somethings. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of like naturally where I think a lot of people would have tend to migrate in terms of like small groups or their peer group. Sure. But now like there's that that middle block, and even this even includes people who maybe decide not to go to like college, but they're in that like they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, Grouping, yeah, and yeah. like where do they fit in? And so I think that's an important time period. I mean, when I was growing up, like a lot of my friends who 
had grown up going to church or whatever, like they get to college and then it's like, eh, maybe I'm not so much interested in that sure. and going back to church. Um, and so it's like, okay, what, how can we do better at um, helping move people through that, that time? Um, so I think that's really interesting right now. That's super cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, so you obviously have been managing, you've been the sound man here for a really long time. I've uh, been the sound man. <laughs> it was on my list. It had to happen. Uh, yeah. You, now you're speaking of being the sound triggered. Man. <laughs> so you've, you've kind of ventured off into doing something a little bit more entrepreneurial than you had, you, you had been doing in, in the past. Um, you are managing, you've done, you've done, uh, Sound for Dance, mm-hmm. for Show Choir, yep. um, the Lincoln now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Lincoln. Yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So what is, the, what is the trajectory of this kind of look like for you in terms of this venture? I think, so I don't know if it's so much as like I'm doing those things like with an end goal in mind as much as like, well, these things don't have to have terrible production just because yeah. it's a dance recital sure. or it's a show choir or it's some local band coming through a local theater. Um, like you can do a good job at it and not be a total jerk to the people that are around you. Um, so that, that's probably my end game. Like I just want to be a decent human being to work with and create a good end product that they can be happy with. I love that. I, I've told you this every time we're even like remotely close to working together or anything like that. But it's always, I, you're always getting a text at the end. that's like, Fred, <laughs> thank you so much for, Thanks being, for being a jerk. No, 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 no. The complete opposite of that. Thank you for being the, the like the great, like the greatest person to get to work with. Um, yeah. I've gotten to work with first Christian church over the, over the course of the last several years yeah. uh, in, in one instance or another for photography, for video, for uh, yeah. Um, uh, a mix of things and every time I'm just like I'm so thankful for your staff being uh so great and and accommodating and easy to work with but uh you, right. you as well yeah you guys are you guys are pretty great so yeah they're great uh they're great it's nice even like this I mean I called this place church home for mm-hmm. eight years eight years yeah uh a little less six Somewhere years yeah yeah some, something like that uh and it's cool coming back. I mean, I, I have since moved and it's cool coming back two years later and just seeing how, how different it is, but still home like it is. Uh, and I think that is absolutely attributed to just the, the environment you guys maintain. Uh, churches aren't always like that. I think that there's a sense of like clickability to them, you oh, know, sure. yeah. uh, but this first Christian hasn't ever felt like that. I think um, I'd be, I'd be silly to like be where I'm at now and think that like, Oh, all these things I established, like, we're never going to move away from that because because sure. I created it. <laughs> um, no, I mean like that. I mean, that's to like what Logan does, what Drew does, what Matthew does. Like they're, I consider them part of what um, makes all these things happen because it's their touches on things that I think helps keep pushing us forward because they're going to see things differently than I will. Totally. Um, and so I think that's important to keep, moving fresh ideas through the system um, so we can continue to be creative. Um, we can continue to point people towards Jesus and then um, just be decent human beings at it through the whole thing. 
I think that that all contributes to just like a high level of like agility in the workplace, of malleability in the workplace. And honestly, like it, like you said, it, it ultimately fosters an even more creative environment, uh, which is, which is so cool to see. And it's really cool to hear like shouts out to the, to the team. Like they, they, they're, they're, they do great things and oh, yeah. uh, it's it's so team oriented like I, yep yeah I think that's I think that's super neat agreed for what have been some like highlight moments of the of the the time you've been here like it, whether that's uh oh my gosh uh, I cannot believe that worked or like just hi, yeah high level highlights what what, yeah. what are what are a couple that come to mind so uh, I think there's a couple times where I was a little bit, I don't know if shocked was the right word. I think it's, it's, there's a couple of different ways I probably look at this. Um, we started using, we've been using click for as long as I can remember. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. What an incredibly yeah. uh, humbling experience that was <laughs> as an 18 year old. Yeah. We've been using click for a long time, but I remember when we switched to Ableton and started utilizing that click with tracks. That was like a, like an aha moment in terms of like supplementing with things and figuring. I mean, there's there was a learning curve. Obviously, went through it, but I remember like stuff like that when it you get through the first Sunday and it like worked and it wasn't like obvious that it worked. Yeah, yeah. But it like worked really went well swimmingly. and nobody noticed necessarily. Um, that was always great. The other, I think, another kind of like interesting point was uh so mike Engelhart uh is the one who was a worship arts director here when i was hired and <coughs> he uh he wanted to do uh, a live cd and this was before we had the console we have now which multi-tracking nowadays is like oh you mean you don't multi-track right. what kind of crazy person are you um this was before we can multi-track digitally so we had to bring in like a split snake. I had a separate console running to our office at the time. So it was like analog inputs to a, uh, a to D uh, conversion unit to get 48 channels. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, <clears throat> and we did that over the course of one weekend. We captured, I think four services um, mix that down and then I, and then it actually turned into a CD. It was crazy. So that was like, that was a big deal for me. It was probably, please stream that right now on Spotify, on Apple music, on YouTube so that we can, uh, that's yeah, right. that's right. No, yeah, I'm just I, it, the album was called filled with wonder. It was, uh, it was like a huge band choir, like all the things. So that, so that was pretty significant, like getting through that weekend and, um, all those, all that stuff worked. We didn't have any technical issues. Like everything happened the way it was supposed to. So it was great. But <clears throat> I think if you fast forward to now, I think like every weekend I'm kind of like looking for a moment that is kind of like the, the punctuation on what's happening that weekend. And so like when you kind of, when you're able to like step back and see everything like working well and not in a way that's like 
let's wiggle the right lights all around the room and like blind people. But it's like, it fits with the moment. Like it fits with the words that are being sung. Um, the audio like works with the, what's being sung sure. or played. Um, the video now that we're doing live video, like the video moments that you're seeing fit with, like those are the things that like really get me energized. Like what we're doing matters, like to see those moments sure. happening like on a weekly basis. Kind of personally at this point, like how do you keep, how do you keep your, your spiritual relationship kind of whole when you're spending so much time kind of in, I mean, it can be fulfilling to yeah. engage in the like, the uh, the production and the technology that that aid other people's worship experience and their yeah. connections, but uh, that can be taxing for people. Uh, I I felt taxed by that when I was playing, you know, at a, for a time in my life, three or four Sundays a month, you know. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to keep that that kind of fresh for you, um, working in in production or specific to the weekends? I mean, like I. I think I try to step out of like when we actually after we get through rehearsals and all that stuff and we actually like we're in service. I try to take the the things that we have to do. Like I try to set that aside and like remember the purpose to everything that's going on. Um, like I maybe didn't get like the reverb like just right sure. on that vocal. Um, but uh, that's not the most important thing. Um, and so I try to stay grounded with that. And then to like, just making sure like that I'm plugged in with, um, oh man, that's a really like church word plugged in. Get plugged <laughs> in. Uh, I try to make sure like I'm, I have a group of people around me that, um, we're, doing the things that actually matter like being in like community together like that's the stuff that really matters um my family is the stuff that really matters like Amen. if i'm not if i'm not good with my family then like this part of it doesn't matter yeah. so so i try to stay grounded in all of that make sure i have friends that are like checking me periodically um and i think that helps with like the whole burnout thing. Yeah. Like I love doing this. Yeah. I genuinely love doing this. And I know there's probably people that could say that and now are like, they just, they just can't get there anymore. Um, I'm hoping that I'll never get to that. And so, and I think that's why it's important to, to still like hang out with your people, like be together. Yeah. Cause that's, those are the relationships that really matter. So over the course of your over your time in yeah. production, what have been some like career highlights of like, oh my gosh, uh, what is going on here? Some uh, oh shoot moments, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, <laughs> the ones that are like coming to mind are ones that I've done recently. Oh man, um, we love it. Yeah. Shout out current <laughs> clients. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> I won't, I won't get like too specific, but I'll see if I can like generalize what was going on. Uh, there was a show that I was involved with that, um, the, the bands 
they weren't my they they weren't my personal preference, which Got is it. fine. Got it. Any any bands that I work with, like it's not it doesn't have to be what my preference is, because somebody's gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they. It was just. It was a weird show. Okay. It was a lot of drinking on stage, uh, which fluids and electrical gear don't mm. exactly mix well. So I was, that was concern one. Oh, no. Um, and then <laughs> it was just like kind of chaotic. <laughs> I think about 15 minutes into the first set, I'm like, I'm I'm checked out. I'm done. <laughs> and I don't usually act sure, like sure, that, sure. but it was just that much of a challenge for me to stay excited about it. Another show that I did um it, they were a tribute band that um they uh they covered uh it was actually like a Beatles like oh, tribute cool. band. Um and w- the guy that played George Harrison, he's actually from Liverpool. Um so he had like the legit kind of like vibe about vibe, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a super fun show to mix cause they had really done their homework on the source material. Like they knew the music inside and out. They're really great musicians. So it was, it was a fun show to mix. Uh, that was probably like mixing wise, like outside of the church world. Like that was probably like a, a highlight. If I could put a pin in something, that was a, a lot of fun to fun to do. And I think the people there at that show, like they all had a good time with it too, so I love it. What what advice would you give to someone kind of coming up in the production world, uh, whether that's church production or just outside production that you feel like is uh, yeah beneficial, yeah. Uh, or maybe that you wish you had learned earlier? Sure. I think that I think you have to be careful about like pigeonholing yourself into maybe like one discipline. Um, I mean, like when people talk about like <laughs> when they say like, oh, I need a sound guy. A lot of times that means like, well, they need somebody to check the lighting. They need somebody to like record video record sure. it. They need like so um, I the think catch all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like, you know, the 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 PM for their show or whatever. Um, but I think it's important to kind of like make sure you are always learning like the different disciplines like in that field. Um when I went through school, like networked audio, like wasn't, it was like a thing, but it wasn't common. Um, so I think things like that, like having a good base understanding of networking and, um, how all those devices interact, I think is important nowadays because you'll find it in every, every discipline you work in. Um, that was something I was fortunate enough to learn <coughs> early on and coming on here in IT like fortunately there was crossover there uh so that was good um but i think keep keep pushing yourself in like your continuing ed like certifications um those sorts of things i think are really important just to keep the skill set fresh so where do you think your love for music comes from and and being around mm-hmm. it cuz you've you've clearly chosen to spend most of your life like kind of within yeah quite literally within earshot of it so uh who do you have to thank for that i guess i think so i had a lot of support 
from my parents growing up. Like, That's huge. Yeah, that w- it was a big deal. Like, I remember, I remember, I I was percussion in school. Like, I wanted to play the snare. You know, like you got you got like the the single snare oh, yeah. or like a bell kit sometimes. So I wanted to do that, but like <laughs> I had a backup plan. Like, I'll do saxophone if the whole like yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> <laughs> it was like paired. Um, no, so like I was, I was pretty dead set on drums. And fortunately, I didn't think it was. I, I didn't think my parents were actually gonna let me play drums. I thought it was gonna end up in like, the, like a woodwind section or something. Uh, but I did get into that, and so I think that kind of started the trajectory. Was like support from them. They knew that I loved music, and uh, they were really cool about it. And just helping to continue like my learning like passionate about all things drums growing up so they did what they could to help elevate that huge um so i so i think that was critical in like where i progressed as a musician i love it shout out shout out the parents yep that's right um really quick can you imagine being a flautist with that beard the just the visual of that is that would be kind of cool sending me honestly yeah I i think it could be cool Maybe I'll pick up the flute. Yeah. It's just like b- blowing in the wind. <laughs> just like. That would be amazing. Oh my now God. Now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Fred's midlife crisis is picking up the flute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am now a woodwind player. <laughs> okay. So rapid fire here right at the oh end. Oh boy. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Yep. I intentionally gave you no information about these. As it should be. So. Okay. Top five albums of all time. Okay. Does it have to be in like order of No, just just okay. generally top 5. Melancholy in the Infinite <laughs> Melancholy in the Infinite Sadness. May the Everglow. Vince Guaraldi Trio, Charlie Brown Christmas. Dave Brubeck Quartet. Uh specifically the album, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the album that has take Real big fan it. over here. Yeah, real big fan. <laughs> big fan. Um, Speaking of real big, real big fish. Real that big fish. Be- their live album being your number five. Uh, I wish it's a good number I five. I think though. I think I'm gonna have to go with. Oh, this is so hard. Jamiroquai. Good record. A good yeah. good choice. Vir- uh, yeah, virtual traveling without moving. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Man, that that the sonic like stuff in that record, like I'm into it. I'm into it. I found out about that record a year ago. Yeah, probably almost on the nose, actually. And I I couldn't believe that it wasn't both a like a very modern record Mm -hmm. and and B that this was not the biggest artist in the entire history of the world. After hearing I was like, how was this guy not? Just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's in Napoleon Dynamite, which is kind of huge, but I mean, he deserved to be like playing baseball stadiums. Goodness, yeah. Wrigley, Wrigley Field, Fenway. Obviously. Come on now. I think if can't he? If there was like a close, like there, there's one more record. Okay, give me, give me your alt, alt sixth, alt sixth, and I probably get some flack for this one. Can't wait. <laughs> it's not as bad as, as I'm making it sound. <laughs> It's gonna be Nirvana. Nevermind. 
<sighs> yeah, I'm getting in flack for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually I, we had a disagreement about this. You you definitely don't remember this because it was not that important. <laughs> but but I remember having a disagreement with you about the importance of Nirvana. Yeah. And I was talking about a band that I liked in the like post rock alt pop punk uh, space and you were like that band would never have existed if not for Nirvana and I was like it's true okay it's true. Fred it's true <laughs> smells like whatever <laughs> I remember hearing that that guitar riff at the beginning of smells like teen spirit I'm like I'm going to learn how to play guitar I thought it was an epic that's actually epic. a perfect segue into my next question you have you are a wildly talented multi multi-instrumentalist mm-hmm but you get one Sunday. Do you hope you're playing drums, bass, or electric slash acoustic guitar? Drums. Yeah. It'd have to be drums. As a as a selfish musician that's fictitiously on that same worship team with you that one specific Sunday, I also hope that you're the, the, the drummer while I'm some other element of the band because you are you are so good at what you do. You're so tight. You ha- you have more self mixing abilities than I have ever than any person I've ever gotten to play with, and I tell every drummer I have ever played with since I played with you one time ab- about the concept of self mixing and playing to I your dynamics. I learned that from somebody in Nashville. It, it, like the concept never like crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I had a whole conversation about this, and at the, like at the time it was probably like he was using I think maybe like the iPhone four as the example, but he would tell me like. <clears throat> yeah, no, when you're when you're practicing drumming, like put it like on a shelf behind your head and play for a while, like record that. And if like all you can hear is like the splash of your cymbals, like you got to figure out like how to self mix better. I It's probably not the case nowadays with the current iPhone and I haven't tried it. But that concept of self mix mixing from him um, stuck with me. So Well, it's passed on at least to this generation, but uh, of, of people, but I am, I, yeah, I have respected that forever. Um, this is another, uh, controversial question here, Uh Fred. Precision bass or jazz bass? What am I playing through? Uh, that is a good follow-up question. Uh, the only logical question here is an SVT though. P bass. That's the wrong, wrong answer. You've given really bad answers so far, Fred. (laughs) Um, also very important, sloppy wet or unforeseen? Sloppy wet. Thank you. Crowder forever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we can end right here. There's no <laughs> other important question. Yeah. Well, I should have asked this at the very beginning because nothing has as much substance as that does. Oh my gosh. Zero context uh, <laughs> for the question. If you don't know CCM. You had to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Crowder, uh, what is the best, uh, DCB song? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is this might take me a second. Um, it was on the Illumination album. Off uh, to a great start. I I don't mm, I don't know if it's like the best, but I think I have the fondest memories of it. I like that answer. Um so far. Here is our king mm. was always fascinating to me, and I don't even know what like it's a pretty basic song. It's there's nothing like special about it. Um I mean, it's David Crowder. It, it is. So. There was a uh, <laughs> there was a group that, um, well, 
you're familiar with the killers. Yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> there was something about that, that a friend of mine like merged part of the intro of the killers, uh, one of the killer songs with the intro of that. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. So I couldn't like shake that. I love it, man. Good choice. <laughs> Excellent choice. Uh, I don't know if it's a great choice. But no, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm with that. What is the worst worship song of the last 15 years? Oh, my God. Oceans is not allowed to be the option. Uh, <laughs> um, darn. The worst? Oh, yeah. Within the last 15 years. So uh, that puts us back to... Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Uh, I've probably forgotten it. If it's the worst, I mean, I'm not going to recall it personally. What you're like, Ugh. I'll I'll, I'll adapt this. The one you're the most over, or or were the most over. <laughs> All I can think of is sloppy wet kissing. <laughs> <laughs> How he loves is the perfect worship song. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> It was good in its time. Absolutely. I'm, I, Staple, It's though. not the worst. I'm just, I'm kind of over it now. I would be floored if that song came out after 08. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it was, yeah, I think it was 2011. I think, there's no way. That's an, I, think 100%. I think it's Corey Asbury who has the original version of nope. that. John Mark McMillan. John, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. His original, I think his original version was like, 2010 or 2011. I don't believe it for a second. It c- yeah. I would like 100%. someone in the crowd to fact check. I have the record. Fact check Howie Loves. When was it When was it released? I could check. I think I have the album on my phone right now. You want me to check? I think they're on it. Peanut Gallery is checking this very important question here. My library. John. Oh, five, baby. What? So it's not even close oh, to being allowed. Darn it. You... When was it released, though? <laughs> but the re-release was 2012, so doesn't it still count? There's no way. <laughs> by, by Crowder? No, 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 no. So, yeah, 2005 okay. was the original release. Great. Um, the song, was it? The song Inside the Sounds of Breaking Down. So, deeply personal to him, and then he re-released it in 2012 as a reissue. Same album. Good taste, honestly. Most people didn't know about it, though, until around that time. Makes sense. I'm going to make it count. I, I'm here for <laughs> it. Man, of all of all the... You are in a worship service every week. I know. And that's the one we're going with? Man, oh, man. I have at least four in front of that one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. The, like, of mine? Yeah. Uh, this is Amazing Grace. Most of Chris Hamlin's catalog... Uh, these are these are are are, are fighting fighting words. Are, oh my! <laughs> I feel like we were playing "This Is Amazing Grace," like it's been around for eleven years after yeah, it was re- like like so so long. Um, I could get I could get on board with that one. Yeah, but it's it's from like overexposure sure. rather than it's yeah. a bad song. Yeah, yeah. I played a lot of like fun songs being like do, like on like doing youth group and stuff here yeah. for a long time. So like I could probably just as easy say easily say uh like I was all, 
uh, like when Wake was on the was on oh, the yeah. I think in some of the some yeah. of the Young and Free stuff like mm-hmm. some of that stuff was pretty good yeah, though yeah 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 some of those are bangers yeah 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 I mean can't can't hit Fee though I mean <sighs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk about him but you're allowed I mean he's back okay cool he's cool, cool. back it's fine we've we've dealt with our issues we're we're back <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> um. Fred, yes. Thank you so much for being here and for taking, me. taking the time to chat. Uh, yeah. Where can we find you? Uh, where do you? What do, what do you want to shout out? Okay, so I have a link tree now. Oh, uh, I mean, but I don't remember what the URL is. It's, great. it's probably like Linktree at Kingbeard. Yeah, Sourman. Dot com. But I am on Linktree. Okay. So that's where you can get everything. Uh, so I guess I have a question. I still like Twitter, but is it Twitter or is it X? I've not figured this out. My morning newsletter, Legal Eagle, uh, or from, sponsored by Legal Eagle, uh, yeah. brought to me, Morning Brew, thank you, got yeah. there, uh, keeps referring to it as X, formerly Twitter, in parentheses, so, okay. yeah, it's kind of like Prince and the artist sure. formerly known as Prince. How long is it going to be before it actually yeah, 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 yeah. to Twitter? Yeah, 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 exactly, got exactly. It. Okay, so I'm on Twitter, okay. at F. Sourman. that's where I am at most socials. Love it. So, yeah, just pop that in the old search bar and you'll find me. I love it. Thank you so much for being here and uh, keep tuning in. We'll do more of these. We'll interview every member of the First Productions team. That that sounds solid. First Productions on Instagram as well? We are. Perfect. First Productions. And thanks for tuning in here at Decatur First Christian Church. Fred Sourman, sound man extraordinaire. Sound man. (laughs) Love it.